Welcome to day 22 of Critical Encounters Villainous Yule Calendar for December 2022. Here we get in the holiday spirit and take a quick look at some random festive aspects of the game. So let's peek behind the door and see what our so-called villains are up to. Mike, Steve, wake up, guys. <clears throat> huh? The, door's uh... the door to the lair is open. What? Get the guards. Oh. All right. Wait. Someone's just sitting at the kitchen table drinking coffee. Oh, sweet. Did he make some more? Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Who are you? I am Stig uh, from Norway. Oh, ah. well, welcome. Stig, how are you? I am uh, very good. Um, getting ready for holiday breaks. Oh, my goodness. Steve, Mike, we've been talking about this guy for years. Yeah. Hey, it's Stig. a delight to meet you. Nice to finally meet you. Yeah, thanks for breaking into the lair. <laughs> I'm curious how you found it, but maybe it's all for the best. Yeah, you've been uh, leaving clues all around, so it wasn't too hard. Oh, that's something we might not need to work on, guys. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should move. Uh, that's too hard. Yeah, it is a pain. <laughs> well, Steve, what, what can we talk to Steve about? Well, I want to talk to Steve about a couple things, but first, I want to say thank you to Steve, and all our loyal listeners should say thank you as well, because this whole 25 days of villainous craziness was his idea. Send us an email and said, hey, I have an idea. This will be a lot of fun for me and a ton of work for you guys, so you should do it, <laughs> and we did it. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, those are the best ideas that make other people work and give enjoyment to me. <laughs> he and and he did specifically ask for an episode with bad jokes and puns so that's his fault guys that's his fault oh okay okay, oh, okay. i hope you did suitable disservice <laughs> yeah. uh but what we were going to do we wanted to talk to steak because steak in one of your other emails uh you mentioned that you primarily play this game with the pre-con decks and that is something that we were really interested in. Your thoughts on the pre-cons, why you play that way, should other people play that way, just the whole uh, the whole idea of that. Because um, we hear a lot about deck building in other shows, so let's talk about not deck building in play. Yes. Uh, I have never been a deck builder. Uh, I bought Arkham Horror LCG in 2016, played the three base game scenarios, had a blast, and had no desire whatsoever to build a new deck to manage to beat the scenarios and sold it. Then uh, when Marvel Champions came along, I kind of dismissed it as a deck builder because I'm not into deck building. But while driving in the car one day during COVID, uh, I listened to another podcast that talked about um, easy solo games and... uh, they talked about Marvel Champions, and uh, my then nine-year-old son said, Dad, can we try that? And um, seven minutes later, we passed the game store and bought it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. I mean, if your kid is going to ask, can we get a game, like, isn't it always yes? So. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> For me, anyway, it's like, oh, okay. It's a it's a great excuse uh, to use uh, with the wife. Uh, yeah. No, he asked for it. <laughs> uh, and I, I tried it, and I tried the base game, and uh, my son joined me for 15 games or so, and then he was on to 
back on uh, the PlayStation and I continued to play the base game and just started buying hero packs. Uh, got uh, Doctor Strange. He was so powerful and a blast to play the first time. Tried to build a deck and I managed to make Doctor Strange a weak hero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sweet. All heroes take note. <laughs> yes, uh, it's possible to build a horrible deck for Doctor Strange too. Um, and then I found out I don't need to build decks. I can just play different scenarios with the precons and enjoyed that. And um, even if my son stopped playing with me, I just kept on buying. So I'm up to speed now. I've been for a while <laughs> and uh, enjoying the precons. Um, they. Yeah. So are you, uh, do you have everything? Yes. You said you were caught up? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm caught up. Uh, I've been, I think I was caught up around Galaxy's Most Wanted. No. Yeah. I think it was that. Sneak, I feel like some obvious questions emerge from this approach. So one of them yeah. I can think of right off the bat is oftentimes these precons are kind of knocked for not being very optimal or very strong. So are you finding that the game is harder for you to win with this approach? It's probably a lot harder to win some scenarios with the precons. Uh but I play on standard. Okay. Good. And it's about having fun. Sure. I think Hulk is an awesome hero to play. He doesn't often win, but he smashes stuff, which is <laughs> just fantastic. <laughs> Um, do you do you doctor up the scenarios? Like, do you change up modular sets and things like that, or do you play them kind of as their precons as well? I play them precons a few times, and then I can put okay. in other modulars. And uh, it's often ones with lots of minions because those are cool to play against. Yep. And um, uh, the new, uh, let's say, uh, the Rhino modular. I don't remember the name, but the one that has Being Rhino chaos. as a minion. Bomb Scare. Yeah. Being... Oh. <laughs> no, not Bomb Scare. Oh. But it's hitting modular chaos. that has Rhino. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. And um, City in Chaos. City in Chaos, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Armadillo has been fun to put in a lot of stuff. And uh, yeah, those big minions. And the Sinister Six modulars. I've been cool to put in various scenarios. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, but I don't really mind if I win or lose. Uh, it's about playing the heroes. And uh, I've played Colossus a few times. And I think I've played a couple of green cards, but mostly as hero kit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so here, I have, a couple, I have a couple questions on the precon then. Some of the precons yeah. will come with like some bonus cards, hero cards in the back. Yep. You just leave them off to the side, or do you, do you ever do any swapping in? Like, I might swap in a, f a card here or there. Um, the Iron Man ally is in War Machine in the War Machine deck now. Okay, even if there's a base and there's a hero specific ally. All right, and then my other question, which kind of goes along with that, is. There's this thing out there called Marvel CDB where other people, much better than me, make decks and then I steal their deck ideas 
and try building those decks. Um, have you given your, you know, have you tried that? Does that not interest you? Um, I've tried it. I tried it with uh, the base game Heroes when I was, wait, before, was it the Thanos box? Okay. While I was waiting for that, I built a deck for each, or I stole a deck for each of the base game Heroes. Uh, But I felt that it, too often I wasn't playing the hero. I was playing some some other aspect of the game, uh, like ally swarms or those Volt. I think I had a Voltron deck uh, where I built up an ally. Maybe it was Black Cat. Maybe I think so. Uh, and it felt like uh, the Spider-Man cards just became resources. I didn't mm. enjoy that. <laughs> okay. So, but there are probably and it made. Some of the scenarios too easy, I think. So. Yeah, I can see that. I do like the idea that when you play the pre-cons, you're really focused in on the hero cards because those typically are better than the aspect cards. We've kind of gone through that before. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a it's a fun way to play it, I think. So. Yeah. And I I know yeah. the developers, you know, they put some effort into building those pre-cons for us. Uh, yeah. But you did say that not every pre-con is great against every villain, which I think is true. Yeah, not every pre-con is what you would consider a good deck. Uh, I found uh, Valkyrie to be kind of boring. Um, it just didn't work for me. And I'm continuously or, uh, surprised by the love for Miss Marvel because I don't find that deck to be really fun in pre-con. I think that would... Probably a bit better if it was built as a proper oh, yeah. <laughs> deck building deck. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, even I remember a, what her precon was. Her precon was protection. Protection, yeah. Oh, protection, okay. Yeah. Protection is not uh, my favorite aspect. Oh, Mike. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it's not even in the top three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably because i play solo a lot and uh the yeah it's yeah. just not yep so do i mm. that's funny <laughs> all right so uh you mentioned a couple of heroes that you didn't like the pre-cons for are is that are do you find those to be the call it the duds in the cycle or yeah, are there, there are there are there are heroes that just i play a few time and since they don't work well and there are other strongers they kind of get left behind vision was i didn't get him to work so he's kind of like been played a few times and not not been played after that uh valkyrie i found to be a bit not that good so she's not been played and uh when you get a hero from the uh from the spider-man box when Spider and Ironheart comes along. They're so much more fun than the others. So they kind of, if I'm choosing a spider hero, it's one of those. Right. Those ones really rely on the the hero kit, I think, more than some yeah. of the others. So I can see yeah. that. Well, on the flip side of the coin, uh, are there any pre-con decks that you find are particularly well put together? Some of your favorites? Yeah, I have... Uh, I really enjoyed Black Widow when she came along uh, because she was different than the others and 
it was about preparing for what was to come. Uh, the preparation cards were really, really fun. Um, Scarlet Witch is just awesome because so much happened. And I really like um, Star-Lord, even though he's kind of swingy in his pre-con. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just Star-Lord. <laughs> Yeah, but but it, it, and yeah, and I think uh, as I mentioned, Spider and Ironheart has been really cool. Um, yeah, both of those are great. Yeah, uh, I have play. I have not played Storm and Wolverine yet, but I played the other X Men and Colossus with his um, tough status cards. This really fun deck to play. Storm is interesting. I find her a very challenging pre-con, so I'm I'm curious to hear what you're going to think of her. Yeah, I'll have to get to that soon. <laughs> so, Steve, yeah. then you really only see these heroes with one aspect. Is that that's true, right? For the that's most part? correct. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if there's a way to like lift all the justice cards from one pre-con and throw them in another deck and just swap out. It's not really deck building. It's just what would you call that? Deck shifting. Uh... Work, <laughs> work, <Yeah>. work. <laughs> I I know that um the Marvel Champions Monthly guys at one point they were doing like I think they were calling it like Smash Up or something where they basically had here's 25 cards for aggression you can just take this out put it in any hero you want and off you go and it was sort of like a pod or like yeah, the, a little that. modular yeah. I do feel like maybe you miss out a little bit on switching aspects. You get you don't get that different aspect of that hero by only playing it in Justice because that's what it comes in. But I do like the idea that you don't have any. You don't say, "Oh, geez, it's another strength card." That what am I going to do with it? Put it in the binder. Like you want it, you need it in that deck. <laughs> so not, there's never a complaint yep. about duplicates, I would guess. So yep, that's, yeah. No, it's great. I can just uh, if I want to play. Scarlet Witch is ready. Uh, she's available. Uh, but I do have one deck that I have built that is built up by me. And that is She-Hulk. Oh, okay. Yeah, core. Because, because I have the pre-cons for the other four. And I built her a while ago with some of the extra cards from the other packs. So I think she's in leadership without any allies because there were no allies available. Oh boy. <laughs> that is not a good deck. <laughs> yeah, you're right, right? Because the core set comes with like Spider-Man put together and somebody else and then they give you lists yeah. for the other guys, yeah. but there's not enough to play all five no. of them. Bills. No. Oh, poor She-Hulk. Uh, and besides that, it's trying to... the the scenarios, the villains are really important to me because as long as they are different, it's a new experience. And I really enjoyed Galaxy's Most Wanted because it was very different from what came before. But it was, it was a tough box for me. Sure. Were you able yeah, to get so through it? A, w with a few rules alterations, <laughs> yes. Okay, no, nothing. Hey, house rules, house rules totally rules. legit, right? Yeah. Yep. You're uh, already like, handicapping uh, yourself, so... Yeah, I started that box with Groot, came through the first scenario, 
and then I came to the collector. I had no chance, <laughs> like nothing. And I tried to get Runa Rocket. Didn't manage to get him through anything. And then I think I used Scarlet Witch for some. And when it came time to defeat Ronan, I did the only sensible thing, which was to put 24 points of uh, Milano upgrades in play at the start. <laughs> 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 That's funny. So, but okay, that barely, is barely managed to win. <laughs> lovely thematic cheat. I love it. Yeah, there I is no it. way they are going up against Ronan without upgrading their ship. So, yeah. Well, this is good yes. because not everyone likes to deck build, and this these have been some really good tips. Yeah, I uh, there. There's one thing I often deck build, and that is putting a swarm in. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah gotta eat. great card. <laughs> so, uh, what's been your favorite box to play with precons? Um, I think I enjoy Rise of Red Skull because of the upgrades you get or the bonus cards, the campaign cards that gives you a bonus for uh, attacking or thwarting. Or okay, I think those campaign cards were good. Uh, Scenario-wise, I think I have to say the uh, Spider-Man box. I think that that one had a lot of fun scenarios. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. And I have, I am through the Mutant Genesis box. Yeah, I've played, uh, I've lost against Magneto once. <laughs> yeah, Magneto's tough. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, besides that, I I think... Playing a precon is a viable option as long as you're not concerned about winning everything. If you're, if you want a twenty twenty five minute solo game where you maybe beat beat the villain up or get beaten up, it's a good it's a good game, uh, and you see a lot of variations now with over thirty heroes. I think it is now. Don't oh, yeah, have that a, in my head. There's a, lot, there's a lot of them out there now. Yeah, I think the other the other neat thing is um, you you will play with cards that other people won't play with because sometimes there's a card in there, warning or I don't know, browbeat or something. People are like this card's terrible, and they'll just immediately put it away and never use it again. While you've got it in a deck that you play, so that's that's fun. I think. Yeah, uh, th- there are times where I see that this card might work well in another deck uh i think i usually tend to to um include the supreme sorcerer in scarlet witch oh yeah oh, good sounds like cheating hero <clears throat> cheating yeah yeah i'm not <laughs> cheating i'm a solo precon player and i need the help i can get i'm just kidding yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and um as um it's really nice because when I get the new box, I can just start playing right away. Uh, don't need to build the deck to be up to previous standards of decks. So it's, uh, I think it's great. Um, the one thing that I see is missing is that every release is self-contained, which means that they can't make scenarios that include stuff from Rise of the Red Skull and uh, bonuses of campaign cards and other things. Right. If you understand yeah. what I mean. Uh, yeah. 
because I think giving ha- having a campaign with with uh, both victory points and the ability to choose what you could do would have been fun. But as it's going to be self-contained or just requiring the base game, that's not going to happen. Well, there was that uh, contest they put out for people to make their yeah. own custom scenarios or cu- custom campaigns, and they were allowed to use cards all over the place, were they not? Yeah. Yes, they were, but that's kind of like on the side of what their official yeah. releases are. So, um, And I also greatly enjoyed the hood because of the, vari- the, the variety you could have him play. How different oh, yeah. he could be, depending on what you put in. So how hard is the hood, Precon? He's a tough guy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> depends Depends on what hero you use. And uh, I, th- I think I played him with War Machine the first time. And War Machine just blew through him right away. And uh, but, but he is a tough one. Uh, but I, I have used... Um, there was a guy online that did some thematic setups for the hood. Oh, yeah. And I've played a few of those where he grabs a collection of uh, modulars to get a theme. Those are fun, and uh, some of them are easier than others. I have one last question. So I feel like the designers might, I'm not sure if they're disingenuous about it, but would say that every pre-con has the chance of beating every villain. Do you think that's true? I don't think no. they've said that. Have they never said that? <laughs> I, I think they have said... Don't do that? Mo- most, vil- most villains, I most think they villains. have said. Okay. Yeah. Right. Was that true in your experience, Teague? Nope. Not every precon can beat every hero, even in standard. I don't think so. Like, not even at their luckiest. If you count, if you count that, uh, if you count that as beating someone, yes, then maybe. <laughs> I have a hard time believing that uh, precon rocket could beat collector one. Oof, yeah. Ever? Yeah, I don't think. I don't think Black Widow would work well against collector either. She has too much card outs that would go in the collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've. I think they have said the the designers. I think they've said that most heroes have precons have a chance, and some it's just not going to work. But that's they they can't be concerned about every hero and every villain and every combination. No. So, which I think is true. I mean, like you said, there's like how many heroes and how many villains and how many combinations now. So I don't think Hulk can beat every villain either in his precon. Any villain. <laughs> Any will, every will. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot I don't think could like take down Ronin or Magneto. There's a few in there, like you said. Collector one is going to be really hard for some. Yeah. Um, well, can't Hulk just punch him out like turn one? I mean, like I... Hulk, Hulk's precon. That's what we're talking about. Well, yeah, but he's yeah. got that hit for ten card or whatever. Yeah, you play in skirmish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the problem is you don't have enough resources to do two big attacks, I think. So you won't get through him. Uh, I think we're good. Uh, just remember that uh, Quicksilver is is the one protection hero that I have enjoyed playing in his precon. Oh, that's good to know. Because he could do a lot. He could be ready. <laughs> so 
You can still yeah. use them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, Steve, thank you so much for everything, for your ideas and for, for coming on to share your experiences with the pre-cons. Yep. So hopefully uh, people out there who are not into deck building got some good ideas and uh, are going to check out a few more products. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Steve. Thanks for listening, folks. No problem. Honored to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you on. Well, all right. Um, good night, folks. Good night. Good night. Hey, folks. Hope you enjoyed that. That was our special gift to you. You want to send us holiday gifts? You can email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. Or you can find us on YouTube by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardine, Big Fun Bloaf, and Watering Tuke. If you like our show, tell Santa. If you don't like our show, tell Krampus. Good night, everyone. How will I ever learn the reasons behind using or when you would use teal for poor e and om? <laughs> That's my big my big hiccup in learning this language. Teal for poor and the last e, one was e and e. om. There's five of them. They all seem um, interchangeable to me at some point. Yes, they probably are. Uh, it's <laughs> it's an uh, it's a thing you just learn uh and if you want to go even further into this uh, rabbit hole you could uh, try to learn if it's e or po when it comes to places names of places is it e brina ella po brina <laughs> like is it in or in new york or on new york, on new york. Uh, right I- yeah. It's in New York, but in Norway there is a switch. There's a change going on from and how you correctly announce where you are. Are you in or are you on on a place names? Those can make it even harder for you if you want more challenge. <laughs> okay. Call it expert oh, good. That's mode. That's what I need. Yeah, <laughs> that that that's to me has been like the weird thing that I get tripped up all is those five things that seem interchangeable. Yeah. Um, Okay, I got two more. They're quick, though. So sometimes the subject and the verb are inverted when it's not a question. Yep. How do you know? And that's one thing. And then how do you know which times the possessive adjective follows the noun or comes before it? Well, you know, you just know. <laughs> <laughs> that was my worry that there wasn't actually a rule. It's just you kind of um, You say as a the, the n- Verb and subject, it changes when it's a question. Right. So, but sometimes when it's not a question, it'll change. And I think I figured that that might be if it's like a, a second clause after like something that was like comet off in the intro. Like when I was young, and then you say I was something, something, that's when you would invert it, like after that comma. Yeah. Uh, that that's probably right. I think this is just something we know, and yeah. that we that just sounds weird if we do it the wrong way around. Uh, we we um, if you're a if you're a non-native Norwegian speaker, we know when you do it wrong, and we notice it like a lot. <laughs> 
Right, sure. <laughs> but, yeah, but there but also know what we're trying rules. To say, right? It's just something you know. <laughs> yeah, and then the possessive then, adjective following the noun or coming before it, like that, that seems random. Uh, probably <laughs> is. <laughs> Uh, but we we find that uh, the way English inserts letter sounds really random too. Give a good example. Uh, all the silent letters. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thought though. <no>. Choir. Yeah. <laughs> queue. <laughs> Line up in a queue. <laughs> Any, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Any homonym, right? At some point. My, my, my son asked if the person that found that, that invented English was a dyslectic. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was letter all over the place. Yep. Well, I hope he doesn't pick up French then. Jeez. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. I was, I was assuming that the answers were going to be, well, you grow up Norwegian and just know the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which probably is true of all language acquisition. There, there are probably some rules, but we we know them and don't right. worry about the rules. Yeah, no one really knows their own grammar. No, not much. Yeah, I teach well, second grade, so I don't have to worry too much about those rules yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stieg, thank you. It's been a great pleasure to meet you after all this time of. Yep. Hearing from you and talking about you to actually get to hang out has been special. Thank you. Thank talk. you for having me on, and thank you for doing the uh, 25 Days of Wilmers. And basically, when you give us work to do, that just means giving it to Steve. So that's fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and I operate under the same kind of yeah. know, procedure. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, send a <laughs> mail about some 12 Days of Easter or something. Maybe that. <laughs> awesome. I was thinking 40, day, 40 days of Columbus Day. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do an Arbor Day episode where we just talk about Groot. So. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Ah. Thanks, everyone.